just to let you know, we might be using some of our grown-up words on this episode. So if you have any kids or co-workers around, you might want to think about putting them to bed a little early tonight. Wait. This is Adam. And this is Lisa. And this is Designated Parent. A podcast where we look at children's programming through the lens of adult beverages. Cheers. Cheers. So, uh, rocks glasses don't make quite as great yeah, of... I mean, maybe they would if we went here. Still no. It's better. A little better. It's more of a, It sounds like a frog mm-hmm. when I do it in post. It, like, almost has it's a, a little rivet chirpy. Sound. It is yeah. chirpy. Uh, but you made us some amazing Manhattans. I think they're technically a take on an old-fashioned. Sure. It is um, bourbon, simple syrup, and bitters, right. and a twist of citrus. So that's a yeah, that's it's an old fashioned mm-hmm. or Manhattan. I don't old know fashion. Manhattan. Uh, well, I guess without the cherry because I always just leave out the cherry because I'm you like don't whatever, like I don't need this. Oh. So yeah, it's an old fashioned without a cherry. There you go. But um, the catch is the bitters are walnut bitters. Mm-hmm. The simple syrup is. Made with brown sugar. Dark brown sugar. Yeah. And the bourbon is larceny, which is, I mean, it's a good bourbon. Yeah. It's not lye, but it's not. Uh, yeah. And then the, the citrus is um, frozen uh, grapefruit, peels. grapefruit peels from the last time we had grapefruit. And I just, I'm like, I'm putting these peels in the freezer. Turns out that actually is a legit lifestyle choice. It's not bad. Part. It's not a bad way to do things. Little life hack for you there. So Right, right. So if you're the kind of person who like... Buys a whole thing of grapefruit, and then you're like, oh shit. Uh, this grapefruit is all going to go bad, and you end up making yourself several salty dogs. Um, you can peel... This sounds biographical. <laughs> As are so many of my stories. Um, you can take a zester, or um, like a peeler, and peel the just the, the outer, outer skin mm-hmm. of the grapefruit. And then you can freeze it. Yep. And you can just pop it in the... Put it in the first thing in, in your drink. It... You give it a little rub and a little yeah, expression. Give, give it a little time to, to thaw out. But um, it's not it's not a bad way to do things. It's not as good as fresh. No. But I don't have a super refined palate. Like, no. I mean, I eat Skippy peanut butter and I'm like, this is delicious. And like gummy bears, you know. Gummy bears are the shit. Gummy bears are great. So like, I'll fight you. I, I do have the palate of a child. So. But I also like sushi and but like... yes, I also like sushi and Appreciate Indian food and... Yeah. But no, this is a this is a legit jam on a... On a I, the drink. dark brown sugar cannot yeah. be undersold. Like, well, I, I, I pick up a lot of the um, walnut bitters too mm-hmm. because it's, it's that aroma of like... It's very good. It's the smell that hits you just half a second before the drink does that mm-hmm. is just... It's got that nice yeah. bitterness to it. Yeah, our oldest son is like, "What are you? What is that?" And I was like, "Oh, they're bitters. Do you want to try some?" I was like, "They might be bitter." And he was like, "And so I like, you know, just shook a little on his finger and he tasted it. And he was like, "That's delicious." It's like there's a lot of flavors here. And I was like, "So it's super concentrated flavor. You put like two drops in a drink, or you know, five. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's not it's not a lot." I think he um, he. He could end up a pretty good bartender in his day. Yeah, I mean, he does know how... We have taught our children how to measure. Yes. At a, at a very early age, so... Mm-hmm. Well, and to how to appreciate, like, 
okay, it's not just all sugar. Like you gotta have different flavors in there and yeah, our eldest makes a mean pad thai, which mm-hmm. is like I feel He makes a mean pad thai sauce. He does make a mean pad thai sauce. Um, he did okay. Yeah. With the rest. He yeah, did better he did than okay. I did with the noodles. I actually undercooked the noodles when I made it. Mm-hmm. And everybody let me know that. <laughs> so. That's... Yep. Yep. And he understands like, and then you taste it and then you're like, mm, I think it needs more acid or more yeah. spice or, or more, more salt, salt or, or more, more sugar or more. Yeah. Like he, he gets it. He's, 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 he's developing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, here for it. Because you know what? The one job you can't outsource, bartending, cooking. Like, those guys got to be within 30 feet of where you're eating your food. It's true. It's true. And uh, it turns out, can't can't chip that away. So, mm-hmm. he always says. Yeah, maybe, maybe when we are all grown, instead of, like, regular Thanksgiving, we'll just have, like, cocktails. <laughs> I mean. And be like, I'm not hosting Thanksgiving because that's for chumps. But. Like, how about y'all come over to my house and get drunk? Come over to my house, everyone bring a cocktail, and we will all drink each other's cocktails and be like, mmm, that's delicious. I wanted to call it Coxgiving, but that sounds like something completely different, and let's not do that. Yeah, no, no, please don't, please don't. Uh, But we will have like a family Thanksgiving, Drinksgiving. Drinksgiving. It's Drinksgiving. Yes, it's the next evolution of Friendsgiving. (laughs) It's It's the next evolution of Friendsgiving Mm -hmm. where it's just drinks. Yeah, let's just skip to the business here. Yeah, like, drinks just, and snacks. That's all we got. But I could also see that happening and be like, you guys are busy, you have other shit to do. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to spend a whole day at my house. Just in, drop by, fact, have fact, a beverage. In fact, please don't. Please don't. I I don't know. Like, I, I kind of look forward to the day when I'm like the grandpa and everybody comes to my house for Thanksgiving and it's like the destination and all the families together in one place. And you're like, oh, isn't this great? You, be- you better believe I'm making all those people bring shit. Like, oh, yeah. I'm like, you, you're bringing a vegetable. You, you're bringing like a pie. Well, it, it, I mean, the ones that live locally, of course. You know, yeah, yeah, if you don't yeah. live local, then like you you're br- you're are You're bringing preaching charcuterie it. or wine. Yeah. But exactly. you're bringing something. You got, you know. Nobody's showing feet. up empty-handed. I don't have time for this bullshit. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> so how's your week going? Uh, my week's okay. My uh, week's okay. Perhaps I did look at the calendar and figure out that it's like we have less than 90 days between the end now and the end of the year. And yep. like, perhaps I'm having some like. Existential uh, dread. Yeah, some holiday existential dread. <laughs> also, you're really pissed at me right now for that. Because I have nine and a half vacation days left. Oh and my you God. have I have like two. Negative two? Yeah. Yeah. The worst. Yeah. So um, that's the problem with like switching jobs. That's the problem with switching jobs is you, can't, you start over at the bottom of, not the bottom of the totem pole, but like. Yeah. Like somebody cashed out all your vacation and then mm-hmm. you got to build up with a new company. So first of the year, it'll start being a little more normal-ish, but like. Even then. You still get, like, more than twice as much vacation than I, get, I do. I get 25 days of vacation. Which is five weeks. Five weeks. I can take off one out of every 10 days of the year. Yeah, I only have three weeks, so. Yeah, it's kind of bonkers. Yeah, so, but guess who gets to take the kids to that, like, right. every goddamn doctor's appointment and yeah. dentist appointment and orthodontist oh, yeah. appointment and, like, band practice and, like, everything Pick them up from randomly yeah. shitty that you uh, 
that they need to go to, it's you. Yeah. You get to be the default parent. Right. And that's fine. Congrats. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm, I know my role. You're fine at it. Yeah, I'm actually not too bad, so... But we're only bad when we think the other person has it. And yeah. then we're like, oh shit, I didn't do anything about that because I thought you were in charge of that. And yeah. I thought you were in charge of that. And you're like, oh. It's not that we're shitty parents, we're shitty communicators. Right. <laughs> Which is different. <laughs> like, we're good parents, we just suck at making sure we're good parents. And to our credit, that happens very rarely. Very, very rarely. But uh, it's usually pretty entertaining when it does. Mm-hmm. So, there's that. How is your week? My week has been like minor terrors that have turned out to be nothing. At work? Uh, so, yeah, at work, most of my stuff's going pretty well, where it's like, okay, you got to prep a lot and do a lot of field work. And like, you know, I feel like Ginger Rogers in a lot of times. Where you're where you're dancing backwards in high heels. Yeah. like, And everyone is giving Fred Astaire all of the credit. Exactly. patriarchy. Indeed. There's that. Um, and so there's that. Um, my computer crashed my, the big desktop that we do all of our like editing and working on for the podcast went yes, down Yes, and that was like, oh crap, how am I going to fix this? Well, it turns <laughs> out the fix was like 45 seconds. Once I got an extra flash drive that could handle like the recovery environment, it's technical, but thank you, Mac and reflect. They don't sponsor this podcast, but unofficially. But if they want to. They're the reason it happens. Mm-hmm. So, um, was able to get everything back working and fine i still don't know what the hell happened but i'm at least functional yeah i don't know how long we have been doing this podcast do you know how long we've been doing this podcast? uh two and a half years coming okay. up on three here in two and the a half, spring two and a half years three in the spring but we have never missed a podcast right i don't know if our 12 listeners have noticed yeah but we've never missed a podcast and this is a point of pride for adam it is and i'm just like whatever our 12 listeners will understand <laughs> it's like pride and anxiety it is like the worst of both worlds right right all all of adam's neuroses like converge <laughs> I have on a this fucking on this deadline one, lisa yeah on this one very unimportant deadline <laughs> Like, it's, I mean, we've been out of town and we've worked ahead to make sure that we have podcasts lined up and, like, it's it's a whole thing. You would think we would have a podcast audience of thousands. How dedicated Adam is to this podcast. Maybe I could just parlay my, like, real dedication to a shitty podcast into, like, maybe, like, a part-time gig actually doing a real podcast maybe, someday. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know who we'd reach out to about that. I don't know. Like, I I could put my services out on, like, Fiverr. I mean, if you're listening and you want to start a podcast. And you think this podcast has done well. (laughs) That was an audio clip. I'm going to have to, like, edit that down. Sorry. It's okay. I make a joke so funny, Lisa breaks the audio. Sorry. But anyway, so don't judge us by that. But, like, my microphone's going to handle so much um, irony. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, if you think this is good, like, at me, I'll... Right, you can get more of the same. I mean, content-wise, there's only so much you can do with me. Right. I mean, you're a constant fucking delight. I am. And so (laughs) humble. (laughs) I mean, humbleness is not really on on my, like, dossier. Not for podcasting. No, no. Yeah. It's fine. I, um... Yeah, anyway... But uh, but it turned out to be nothing, so it was mm-hmm. fine. Um, we taught our Cub Scouts how to use knives. That's always a 
terrifying. It's terrifying. Yeah, and you're like, hey, 13-year-old, teach an 8-year-old how to use a knife. And you're this like, This sounds like a great oh, fucking plan. My god. I do I do remember when a 13-year-old taught my 4-year-old how to shoot a gun. I was like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> it was a BB gun. All of this is cool. <laughs> Just there's not enough drinking that happens back at camp at Cub Scouts to like make everything cool. Well, cuz I I'm a city person. I did not grow up with guns and knives. I mean, you grew up in Chicago, so I'm going to say I, you I mean, did I grow did, up with guns and knives. I did grow up around guns and knives, but not in like not a in the, hunting, fishing, not in a uh, tool kind of way, tool capacity. Also, like, yeah, I never owned them. Um, so, yeah, at camp, I'm just like, hey, man with a beard, do you want to teach my child how to shoot a gun? They don't know how to read yet. <laughs> And they're like, absolutely, should always know how to shoot a gun. Yeah. And I'm like, it's true. It is a school. It is a skill. I don't know that mm-hmm. other people should know. Yeah. But, you know. I mean, I don't... I mean, I could shoot a rifle. Not well. But... I'm actually a really good shot. You are. Thanks, video games. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's really weird, because I have a... Like, my best friend slash brother-in-law, it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he, um... He and I grew up together, and he's really good at video games and kind of a lousy shot. And I'm not as in good at video games, but I'm actually a rather good shot in real life. Do you want to go start shooting as a hobby? It's stupid expensive. It's very expensive. I have several expensive hobbies that I'm already <laughs> committed You're to. Like, I have enough expensive hobbies. I have drinking. I have board games. I have like, video games. I have video games. I have Legos. I don't Lego that much. But Legos are so expensive. They like, really are. Every single Lego thing, you're just like, oh, this is like a hundred dollars. <laughs> like, here you go. I I mean Even like drop in the bucket Legos is like Yeah. Three digits. Do I secretly want the Lego Millennium Falcon? You can download the no. plans online and you can just build them out of whatever we have and you can make like a rainbow pride Millennium Falcon. I have seen people that do that. And that's cool. I think that's intriguing. Um, I don't know that we have enough for that. Like the right pieces. I think we do, that. but you would have to destroy some of the children's uh, stuff and there will would be blood. I think I could get them on board somewhat. Okay, maybe. Some of them. But I think it would probably be easier for me to buy the $700 Lego Millennium Falcon <laughs> set and just... Of course it would be easier. Yeah. So the thing about that is you basically... Um, there's also a cottage industry of people that make coffee tables to display that Ooh. as a piece of furniture. Hmm. It's like a glass Yeah, it's like a glass coffee top table. coffee table that you put that inside and, and display. Mm-hmm. You can also select what other ultimate collector series is you have and like they're modular so you can have like this, this is a whole it's a whole, whole rabbit thing. hole that i a fell down one day on a conference call of like where do i put all my lego shit mm-hmm. when you're, you're when you're building furniture to house your lego shit like mm-hmm. you've done well in life i commend you i yes. commend you for all of your choices if you have all of the lego ultimate collector series like vehicles for star wars um, you could you, you could win. have gotten a master's degree for what that, that cost. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, oh yeah. Like clearly, you either are like doing pretty well for yourself or making terrible choices. I do have um, a nineteen or an early two thousands 
Ultimate Collector Series TIE Interceptor. Um, all the pieces. Okay. It looks good. Is that at work? No, it's the... It's at home? It's at home. Um, it is, in its current state, top ten most expensive things in this house. Interesting. Like, if I... So, if you die... Yeah. Could I sell that? Yeah. For a decent amount of money? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I gotta know, like, what of the nerd shit in this house I can sell when you kick it? Yeah, because, like, I'm, I'm looking bu- at some of the nerd shit I can see from house. this house. Um, <laughs> I've got... We've got a Viewmaster that's not probably worth that much. Okay. Um, that uh, the little Lego Han Solo is not worth anything. He's mm-hmm. he's fine. He's, he's a cheapie. I don't think there's anything in this room that's particularly worth money. But yeah, there's some shit downstairs. Like my original NES mm-hmm. is, even in non-working even condition. Even in non-working condition? Is worth a little bit. Do you want to sell it? Do you want to fix it? What's your plan? Um, I don't know what my plan is with that. I was going to fix it, but then you bought me the the little extra one that's the mm-hmm. emulator. And it's it's really good. It does everything I needed to do. Um, and also Nintendo like released. Well, I took away your incentive. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Um, I, I just don't know what I need to do with it right now. But like I have friends who have like gone down the Nintendo NES rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what would it take to like get this running again? And like... I mean, like, honestly, I'd be buying that for parts to, like... To cannibalize something else. To cannibalize into something else. I'm like, well, like, can you use the case and then, like, maybe do a MOBO swap or something? Like, like sure, do? but it's not worth nearly as much. Blah, blah, Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. I get it. Like, but I don't know. I don't know what I want to do with it yet, but, yeah. I'm trying to think of what other shit I have that's worth any money. I have, like, baseball cards. Nothing but I, I have is worth like, anything. Uh, um, except for... Your engagement ring. Yeah, my engagement ring is worth something, I assume. Definitely not what I paid for it, because that's how diamonds work. Right. Um, yeah, I don't think I have anything that's worth any kind of substantial amount. I'm not an investment things person. No, I, well, my thing is that I just bought some things that I liked. Right. And they but have appreciated. Ner- but nerd culture. Yeah. Patriarchy. And patriarchy. Work together to make my investments worth something. Right. Like, I have a full Castle Gary Skull from He-Man, and that thing goes for three to four hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to clean it up and, like, get it kind of spread out. I have the Snake Mountain from He-Man somewhere. I think it's at my parents' house. They better not have thrown it out. You need, next time we're there, you need to take it, because, like, who even knows when your mom's going to throw out shit mm-hmm. that... She's like, it's not worth anything. It's down in the workshop area, which is my dad's area, which is um, kind of Fingers where mom is. Fingers crossed, your dad is a hoarder. <laughs> my dad is, in fact, a hoarder, so like, he won't get rid of shit. So, like, it might still be down there. I gotta check. Yeah. So, I got some like old stuff that might be worth. I do. I do have. Pre-pandemic, I was planning a party for a friend who got their masters, and it was going to be Masters of the Universe themed. Yes. And I was like, my husband has all of this shit. And they were like, oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I was going to build a little diorama for Perhaps I still have a Masters of the Universe themed uh, congratulations on getting your Masters party. I liked our Doctor Doctor party. Our Doctor Doctor party is great. Mm-hmm. The one guy that showed up with the knit Dr. Zoidberg mask right. was right. my so, winner. So, um,. The focus of the doctor party is everyone comes dressed as their favorite doctor. You can be dressed as Dr. Pepper or Dr. Dre or Dr. Seuss or Dr. Shivako or Dr. Ruth 
Like, it's so many, so many options. <laughs> I went as uh, Dr. Horrible. Right. One, one of the many Dr. Who's. Like, I came as uh, Dr. Queen Medicine Woman. It was fantastic. Um, so, like, I do not have my doctorate, but, like, I can fucking steer into a theme. It's, um, yeah. Yeah. And so, like. We drank Dr. Pepper, and we listened to Dr. Dre. <laughs> and, and the Spin Doctors. Right, and the Spin Doctors. And, like, we watched Doctor Who, and we all come as our favorite doctor, and we just celebrate whoever in our life has uh, gotten their doctorate. Yeah, it was, it's great. All all 12 of our listeners, if that happens to someone right. you love, yeah, like, 100%. by all means, do if, that for them. If you, And, like, I have a fully a Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman-themed like shenanigans in my in and my I closet have, if I'm, you want to borrow it. I have a Dr. Um, Horrible, Horrible sing along blog. And I hand embroidered the Dr. Horrible you did, logo and it, on the uh, pocket. It's not great. And I'm like, oh, I wish you would have let me do this because this is. Whew. I think it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But uh, as an embroiderist, I. Uh, as someone who watches embroidery log blogs. I can embroider truth i can embroider and i do it well yeah uh do i do it very often no do i have aspirations absolutely <laughs> but mine is it's adequate it's fine it's fine but i did i did it's got a hand embroidered by me special edition pocket pocket with the uh dr horrible logo on it so yeah it's, it's pretty it's pretty great it actually worked out really well. I did some modifications to the coat, and it's an old I mod- did modifications. You did to the modifications coat. too. Don't yeah. pretend. Don't pretend that you like sewed those like side placket on because that was me. That was you. That was you. But I did the I did the pocket. I'm very inspired by a costume. I love a costume. Mm-hmm. Which you know, cool for you. <laughs> I think we watched a movie this we week. We did watch a movie. I don't know if you can tell. We've had a few drinks. It's been a whole thing. Yes. But. Um, we watch a movie. We watch a movie, Brave. We watched Brave. We have seen this movie so many times in our house. Yeah, and it holds up. It is actually, I'm going to say, a good movie. Yeah, but this is the first time we've talked about it on the pod. Yeah. So, so uh, this is the movie uh, starring uh, Merda, as yes. she's referred to. Um, she's not referred to as Brave. If you're around a four-year-old who refers to this character as Brave, they are wrong. Please collect, correct them with prejudice. But also, they're four. I mean, right. Yes, but her name her, na- her name is Merida, and Merida. she is a Scottish pre-Scottish princess. We're probably talking like fourteen hundreds. Yeah, I would say that's my that's say my like general somewhere in vibe. Like, I mean, it's definitely post-Roman. Post-Roman, post-Roman, uh, yeah, pre-English conquest. Yes, so yeah. that's why I was thinking like. 1400s. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give that's you that. My, that's my general. Or typically regarded as the, the dark. dark ages of Europe, but like Scotland was like, finally those fuckers are leaving us alone. <laughs> we can do what we want. Yeah, we're just gonna be fine. Thank you very much. We're gonna invent distilling, and we're gonna love it. <laughs> right, it's gonna be fine. All of this is fine. Um, so it opens with Merida, tiny, tiny Merida. She's so cute. She's so cute. So much hair. Mm-hmm. She's maybe like four, yeah, five, probably three or four. Um, I would say she has hair down to the ground, and it is like wild. And it is red giant, curly. giant red curly hair. A fun fact: um, Pixar for this film had to decide how to make curly hair 
That right. was their challenge. They come up with a challenge every uh, movie for Monsters, Inc. It was fur. And then they used the same kind of fur algorithms, but they had to change them to be curly fur, mm-hmm. which is known as Meredith's hair. Curly giant fur. Yeah. And to be fair, her hair looks fantastic. Her hair looks great all the time. It's all kinds of different, like lengths and densities and radiuses of curls and it's different colors and you can it bounces and it's alive and it's a like entire character yeah it moves separately from her which big especially big curly hair does yeah legit uh i don't have big curly hair i have small curly hair and i have to say it has a mind of its own yeah my hair like kind of has a wave uh, unlike the most optimistic of days. <laughs> You're so mean to my hair. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. It's fine hair. It's fine hair. Anyway, opens up with Merida. Merida's mm. having like an outdoor picnic with her dad and her mom. I mean, they live outside, possibly. I mean, it just... They live in a tent, but they are not eating in the tent. They're eating outside. <laughs> yeah. And they're playing hide and go seek, and it's like super adorable. Like her mom's awesome and a great little mommy, and they're having fun. You can mm-hmm. tell. Like there's some real trust and real fun within this family. Right, and it's her birthday, and her dad gives her a bow. Also, time out. Her dad, we have to describe, is basically a cube of a man. Right, like, truly like a a rectangle. He is six feet tall, six feet wide, six feet deep. Like he is. <laughs> Maybe not six feet deep, maybe three feet deep, but, but like is, a rectangle of a man. He like, is fantastic. He is huge. And he's voiced by Billy Connolly, who is every Scottish man you've ever met in yeah. the movie. Yeah, a very, a very classic, a very classic uh, lineage. Yeah. Everybody in this movie has a great accent and is fantastically cast, and most right. of them have red hair. So the mom, I think, has an English accent instead she of is. a Scottish accent. And she is. Um, she is the... I'll, cider of the group which mm-hmm. is intentional for the mm-hmm. story but uh anyway her dad fergus fergus uh rolls up and he's like got a bow for her right like i bought you a bow you can't even fucking read but like i bought you a weapon of destruction to be fair and, most people in 1400 scotland probably couldn't read i mean but, but she's like, a princess she will learn to read which is pretty phenomenal yeah good for her yeah i mean you know, but it's not a BB gun. <laughs> no, no, but like, it's on and par. the mom is like, she's a princess. I don't know if she should have weapons. And it's like, everyone should have a weapon. Everyone should know how to defend themselves. Yeah. Like we live in the wild. And this is kind of the first chink you see between Eleanor, uh, the mom and Fergus, and Fergus, the dad, their upbringing and their ideas of what it means to be royal and proper. and Right. Because he is a warrior king. Yes. And she came from somewhere else. Yeah, and she came from somewhere else where you didn't have to, like, kill a bunch of people all the time. <laughs> well, at least the women folk didn't. Right. So. The ladies had to, like, make tapestries and shit. Yeah. So, um, Fergus takes her out to shoot her first bow. She misses wildly and has to go chase down the right. arrow. Right, she's like, oh, I missed. And the, uh, the mom, Eleanor, is like, best go fetch it then. I do have to say, like, she misses, and everybody's just like, well, that happens. Like, good job. Like, right, it's a nice start- first try. You're just starting out. Like, of it's you're very positive as mm-hmm. far as these sort of experiences go. And so she wants off in the wood to get the um, the arrow, 
while Eleanor like lights her father up. Like, are you like, kidding? I cannot believe you bought her a weapon. Like, we ex- talked about ex- this expressly after my issues. And he's like, I do what I want, bitch. And she's like, yeah, about that. Mm-hmm. So uh, Mary does walk up through the woods and sees wisps. A wisp. So a wisp looks like a real glowy tear. It's kind of like a jellyfish. Shape. Like yeah, like a je- like an upside down jellyfish, mm-hmm. an balls, upside down jellyfish, bluish mm-hmm. ball. It glows and it glows, and she's like, "Ooh, a wisp!" Um, and she follows the wisps. There's like a whole trail of them mm-hmm. that lead her to camp. Just back, camp. just, just back. like swooped around back to camp. Yep, and as she gets to camp, um, she's like, "Hey, I saw a wisp," and her mom's like, "Oh, that's awesome," but her dad's like, "Bullshit." Right. Right, and the mom says, like, oh, if you, uh, the will of the wisp will lead you to your fate. Uh, and, uh, the dad's like, what a bunch of, like, polywaggle, blah, blah, blah. Like, whatever random Scottish insults are. Whatever got, PG versions of bullshit you can yeah, throw in. I gotta say, I gotta say, the PG versions of, uh, swears from the UK are phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I feel like... You're like, so I told the swamp ducky to suck it. <laughs> and you're like... The American senses are like, yeah, that clears. Swamp ducky, sure. <laughs> and, um, yeah, meanwhile, like, the British are like, oh my oh, gosh. He called him a swamp ducky. I don't even know what a swamp ducky If you're ducky British is. and you're listening to this podcast and I said something super offensive, I'm very sorry. I mean... But also, really? Like... Swamp ducky? Well, I, I mean, when you're that repressed as a culture, <laughs> you just got to come out with an out. It's sure. like it's like in Office Space um, when they were trying to come up with a phrase to um, use in the no talent mm-hmm. something. They tried ass wipe. That didn't work. Asshole. That didn't work. Uh, and then they ended up on ass clown. No ass talent. Clown. Ass clown. And ass the guys were like, not That's already TM'd. And they were like, okay, well, it just let's didn't do this. tip the like list of things you can't say. Mm-hmm. And they're like, really, we can we can have ass clown? And they're like, yeah, you can have a no talent ass clown. Right, it's on the list now. How is that not worse than no talent <laughs> asshole or ass wipe? Like, how how is that better? And they're like, it's not on the list. You're like, cool. So anyway, so the thing is, uh, we're American, and so like all these lovely. British, UK, mm-hmm. Scottish, Irish. Right, haven't ended up Welsh. on the list. I want to hear some Welsh wa- swears come out sometime. Yes, if you're Welsh and you're listening to this podcast. Please I, swear at me. Yeah, I am so intrigued. I want to know. Swears are just really fascinating. It's, it's, such, it's such a fascinating linguistical, sociolinguistic like, phenomenon. I love how every language has like the list of words you're not allowed to say until you say them. Mm-hmm. But also like... This is how we know you're fucking serious. <laughs> it's like an exclamation point in the fucking middle of your fucking sentence. In the middle of a fucking word sometimes. Right. It's in fucking credible. I I do like I do like the fuck typically goes in the middle of things. I like I really it really spices it up. I also like the fuck in the middle of things. Wait, no, wait, no. Yeah, that's a little too much for this podcast. For this, sure. <laughs> Should I edit that? No, I'm not edit that. You are not going to edit anything out. I edit. Fuck all. It all stays. <laughs> yep. Anyway, so w- as soon as Meredith gets back to camp, 
Bear. Bear. Big giant bear. Murdew. More fucking do. So apparently this bear has become legend Mm -hmm. in like the pre-Scotland tribes. Sure. Uh, That there's a big fucking bear and he will like. Fuck your shit up. Fuck your shit up. Uh, So the dad is like, Murdew. And then. But he's not backing down because he's a cube of a man. Right. He's like, I got a sword. Like, let's do this. So he puts uh, Mirtha and Eleanor on a horse and is like, run for your lives. And they do. I'm going to stay and slay this bear. Uh, Spoiler, he does not, in fact, slay the bear. I mean, he kind of does. The bear eats his leg clean off. Yeah. And then him and his entire, like, army... Run of, the bear off. Yeah, of soldiers run the bear off. I wonder how many li- men he lost that day. I would say at least five. Uh, yeah, sounds good. I would say at least five. Yeah, It's like a full-grown grizzly. I mean, enough to give a full-grown grizzly a continental breakfast, and then... Right, and then left. the grizzly's like, I'm good. I ate, like, one leg off of five people. I'm, I'm, good, for, I'm good for a month. I ate that guy's throat. <laughs> That's cool. I'm gonna go sleep for, for a couple of months. Yeah, you know. So I'm like, fuck you guys, I'm out. I gotta say, appreciate the hustle. Like, that bear definitely read the four-hour week work, work week. Mm-hmm, indeed. I gotta figure out how to pull that shit off. It's impossible. I mean, it it might be possible. I know it's not. It's not. It's all about, like, hire people to do your job. You have to be a... cheaper than you, and you're like, oh, that doesn't, that doesn't really work. You, <laughs> That's called middle management. You can't outsource all of society. Like, Mm. you can't. You can't. I look at my job and I'm like, I could outsource a good 10% of it. Sure. But the thing is, I only do like... Pay someone to do that. But I only do like four hours of work a week, so... I mean, if you only do four hours of work a week, you're already winning. Oh, yeah, it's true. You're fine. Fuck you guys. (laughs) (laughs) So we, uh, we have a skip ahead. And we catch up with Merida. And she's maybe 16? Yeah, somewhere in there. I hope. Mm-hmm. I, it makes me feel a little better if she's 16. Sure. I mean. I don't think she's 13. No, 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 no. She's she's of of what will become obviously marrying age in this culture. Mm-hmm. But she's chafing against the princess lessons her mom gives her. Right, right. So she's like all these like expectations and... Like, I have to do all this shit and, like, be something that I'm not really keen on being. And it's like, ugh, this is terrible. Yeah. Everyone thinks it'd be great to be a princess, but you have all these, all these expectations put upon you and you don't, you're not really in control of your own fate. Right, right. And she's kind of pissed. But one day a year. One day a year. And I'm not really sure what this day is. Is it her birthday? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Um, That would make sense. This was like a thematic skip. But they don't really explain that well. Uh, she gets to go and do whatever the fuck she wants. Right. So one day a year, she just gets to go. And so she saddles up her horse. Actually, she doesn't saddle up her horse. She doesn't have a saddle on her horse. Mm-hmm. Um, which is... And one day a year, she doesn't have to be a princess. And she rides her horse through the forest, shooting arrows into, like... Tree stumps. Tree stumps. And also, like... Uh, random targets that she placed throughout the forest. Yeah, she's got a whole thing. And there's like hundreds of arrows in these mm-hmm. things. Like she is she's a quiver full. Yeah, like if you rolled up on this and found like all Just the arrows all of these there arrows. Is, like <laughs> this would be like a small pile of riches for like the average Scottish citizen of the 1400s. Like, right. Maybe nuts. She climbs the 
this like giant tall spire and drinks from a waterfall that runs down beside it because she's awesome. Right. Uh, also, I love the fact if you listen carefully to the music that's playing in the background, mm-hmm. um, all the music is done by Scottish artists. Yeah. Like they went out basically on a pub tour of Scotland. Right. And was like, who can sing? And who, they're you, like, you. honestly, everybody can sing. Like, <laughs> like I don't know if you know this, but every night about eight o'clock, somebody gets drunk enough to give it a try. Right. So like, we, we all sing around. all the time. It's like a national pastime. Yeah. And like they found all these great little like Scottish artists that were, you know, not doing much. And they're like, you, how'd you like to be in a film? And they're like, sure. Whatever. Uh, what does it pay? Sure. Sounds yeah. great. And so, like, all these great little Scottish voices are coming through, and it's it's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Um, but she drinks from the waterfall. She has fun. And she comes back for dinner. We come in on dinner. And, of course, Dad, Fergus, is regaling everyone with the story of Mordu. Right, the story of how he defeated Mordu. And how Mordu has one bit dead eye. So, uh, he, she does talk about, like, in the years, like, uh, my, I became the older sister to three triplet princes. Yes. We, we devils, more like. Like. Uh. Yeah. And how they basically get to do whatever she wants, he, whatever they want, but because she's the princess, like, she, she has to do all this bullshit. So when we see the print, when we see Dad telling the story about Mordu, one of the princes is just to the like down corner of the scene, and doing is the- word for word re- reciting the story yeah. and doing over the top gestures, <laughs> making fun of his dad. It is fantastic. Making fun of well, maybe not making fun of his dad, but at least mimicking him. Yeah, and so Merida walks in. She's like. Got her bow, throws it on the table. Her mom's like, seriously, no bows on the no table. No weapons, weapons on, on the, the table. table. Which I feel is a fair rule. Yeah, no weapons on the table. And she just, like, starts She's shoving like, her gob. She's like, fine, I'll put my whatever. And she went, she swung through the kitchen, and she stole a whole plate of, like, pastries. What were those pastries for? They weren't even having, like, a party that day. Right, it was like a tower of pastries. I don't understand. And she stole it, and she brought it I mean, to... Legit 20 today dishes. Yeah, is what she, she brought like. it to the table. And her mom is like, is that what you're eating? And Myrna's like, I mean, maybe. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> I live my life, bitch. <laughs> and she ends up sliding them under the table for her for her brothers to eat. Which, like, I don't know why. Uh, you know, it's good to have somebody that owes you a favor. Right, right. She needs to be on their good side because they're the worst. Yeah. I mean, you can either be on their good side or the bad side. I would be on their good side. Yes, yes. Um, during dinner, her mom gets three letters. Yeah, the little servant lady walks in, bouncing, with these three letters on a tray. And they all have seals on them. They all look really official. Very official. And it turns out, all they've all accepted, is what we hear. She's like, Fergus, they've all accepted. And he's like, oh, that's great, sounds great. Sure, babe, do whatever you want. Like, this is classic, like, you have talked to your partner uh, about this for many, many times, and he has not paid attention at all, and now is, like, time the to The day do before the, the party. And he's like, oh, I mean, that sounds great, babe, whatever you want. Whatever you want, babe. I feel, again, autobiographical here. <laughs> I mean... But, um, but Eleanor's like, boys, you can be excused, and the princess run off, and she's like, 
uh, Meredith, stay here. Your father needs to talk to you. At which point, Fergus does a literal spit take off the right, side. Right, and then it like, and then takes like a giant piece of like turkey leg or whatever, and he's like, my mouth is full. <laughs> yeah, you need to explain this, honey. And so what it is, is um, the three other clans. There's four clans in There's their There's four region. clans in their kingdom. And um, Fergus is the king, the warrior king. And the other three are going to come and compete for Merida's hand in marriage. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, better, like, uniting in their kingdom and blah, 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 and whatever. Yeah. And Merida's like, uh, so I don't get any choice in this matter? And they're like, yeah. This Pretty much. Is, this, You're is the what, this is what we've been training you for your whole life. Mm-hmm. And Merida angrily storms off. As you do. And so mom has to chase her and be like, listen, like, here's this old ass story about this original king that founded our kingdom. And then he had four kids, which are now the four clans. And one of them kind of went off on their own and it collapsed the whole thing. And turns out we got our asses kicked for a while. Right, right. Like if our our whole kingdom fell into war and ruin because of one person's uh, selfish act. Mm -hmm. So like. We got to do this. We like it sucks, but none of us get what we want in the lives. We all get married to like losers that we would definitely not have chosen for ourselves to sire their terrible children. And right. uh, pretty much like, sorry, you have a uterus. Your life is going to blow. Like, I'm so glad we progressed past that as a culture. Oh, God. I mean, kind of. I can have a credit card and have a job and buy a house. Mm-hmm. But like. Yeah. 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 I would like to give a moment of thanks to my penis. <laughs> served me well these many years. I mean, it has. It mm. has. I mean, it's if you're going to be mediocre, I recommend being mediocre with a penis. It's way better. Right, right. If you can be a mediocre white man, you're what, fine. Well, mediocre white straight man with a penis? Like, I mean, like, come on. Like. Yeah. Yeah. The stories write themselves. It's great. You should all be me. Anyway. Anyway. So, um, Merida takes this news. Um, not, not great. great. Not, not great. great. Um, but, like, reasonably not great, I have to say. Like, she doesn't run away. No. She just, like, goes to the horse stables to, like, rage clean. I, I gotta guess. say, I wish I instilled rage cleaning into my children better. Oh, gosh. How do we sign up for that? Because, <laughs> like... I'm not motivated to rage clean, and none of my children are motivated to rage clean. No, not at all. We are, like, rage destroyers. Mm -hmm. You're just rage huffers, and, like, you just huff (laughs) back into a room somewhere. Slam the door. And, like, nest in anger. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'll clean the kitchen. Like, maybe I take a bath or I read a book, but, like, I definitely don't clean. No. So, um, she's cleaning. Mom goes to, to the bedroom with Dad. And they have a conversation, which, again, like, as an adult, I or as a kid, I was like, what are parents talking about after bed? Why do they have this time where they need to talk all the time in their bedroom? <laughs> and as an adult, I'm like, oh, yeah, I get it. Like, yeah. that's Yeah, you do need to talk about some things, not in front of your children. Sometimes. Yeah, that's when we talk as, as a couple, when we, like, like, fill in each other, like, what's going on and how we're going to deal with this bullshit and also record a podcast, maybe. Like, it's what we yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, there's many options. Um, I don't think they were recording a podcast. 
But uh, Fergus is like, listen, you need to talk to Merida about this shit because obviously I don't have any of the emotional depth to process this situation. So it's all on you. Yeah, so you have to do all the emotional labor. Please and thank you. Mm -hmm. And so I'll sit here and pretend to be Merida and you tell me what you need to tell her. And meanwhile, Merida's out talking to her horse like she wishes she could talk to her mother. Right, right. And they have like mirrored conversations where it's like, you don't listen to me. I wish you like, would just... I just, I just need you to listen. Yeah, I mean, that's what it boils down to, is they both feel like the other person isn't listening. Because Merida's mom thinks, you know, she Merida isn't listening to the, like, if you go your own way, you will doom us all and we will devolve into war and chaos. Right. And Merida's like, I wish my mom would understand that I don't want what she, her life. like. Right, I don't want she, what, what she wants. I want to do my yeah. own thing. And Merida's mom is like, it's not always about you. Like, yeah. The, the, yes, you were born a princess and you were born into this position that you don't want, but you have it now. And your responsibility is not just about you. It's about the kingdom. everyone in the kingdom. Right. If you fuck this up, people will die. Mm -hmm. So, but it all just boils down that they both want each other to listen to them. Yes. And that's... Where that kind of ends. Next morning. Or no, that night. Sometime. I think it's that night. That night. So after she's done talking to Fergus, where Fergus is like, just pretend I'm murder. I don't want to get married and I want to like run in the field and have my hair flow in the wind. And uh, she's like spot on impression. She just kind of <laughs> looks at him with the uh, like the side <laughs> eye of. Uh, this, is, this is very helpful. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so they have a conversation. And um, in that conversation, they both escalate. They're they're not communicating well. No, like uh, they're they're escalating. They're withdrawing. They're invalidating. Like all the negative <laughs> yeah. parts of communication. Um, they're not withdrawing though. They're like both standing their ground very hard. Right, right, right. But yeah, they're they're invalidating and they're escalating. Um, it's not it's not great. No. Um, but. Eleanor throws... No, no, that's later. Later? That's much later. Because what happens next is the clans show up. Oh, the clan shows we, up. So the clans show up, and there's three clans, and they're all stereotypical Highlanders, I guess. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Uh, you know, and they show up, and they are there for the gathering of the clans. Yes, the gathering of the clans and the big championship. Right. So they roll into um, the main hall of the castle. Mm-hmm. And Fergus tries to, like, address them, but is really shitty at it. So, like, his wife, Eleanor, ends up kind of saying things behind him that he repeats louder. And everybody just kind of accepts that as, like, what's fine, I guess. I mean, whatever. But he uh, and Eleanor lay out the rules of what's about to happen. So. They each have a champion. Yep. Yeah. And there's the introduction of the champions, which is all of the firstborns of the different clans. Mm -hmm. um, one clan has like this like black haired like emo goth kid. I don't right. know. Right, he's very cute. He has a real big nose and abs. Yeah, so good for him. Yeah, he he was like, you know what? I'm not going to wear a shirt. I'm not going to deny the world of these abs. Yeah, I mean, good for him. <laughs> Uh, one guy is just a giant hulk of a man that can break a log with his bare hands. Right, right. Uh, he also does not speak the dialect everyone else speaks. Yeah. Uh, he 
he speaks is not understandable. So uh, this his is, dad translates for him. Yeah, one but... of my one of my favorite details about this movie is they hired a guy to come in and speak like just gobbledygook, just like, yeah, random like syllables, pre Gaelic. Yeah, they just didn't know what that sounded like, so they just had random syllables. And he's like, "Wait, what are we trying to do here?" And they're like, "We just need like some indistinguishable Scottish words, like just in sounds, just to make him sound like he's Scottish, but like not really." You yeah, know, but like nobody don't. understands him. And he's like. Oh, well, like, I speak this really obscure Scottish dialect that my parents speak, and I, I, could, can... do, I could translate his words into that, and they're like, perfect. Well, do what it. does that sound like? And the guy does it, and they're like, that is 110% what we were going for. So, like, mm-hmm. you got a job, sir. And so he just went and translated right. So, like, everything. I'm sure his family knows what he was saying, but yeah. nobody else. <laughs> and if you speak whatever the hell that dialect is... You could decipher it, and it apparently is just the words he should be saying in right. that scene. It's but a normal, everybody, normal conversation. Everybody just kind of reacts like, uh, no idea. Like, what? What? Which is also funny, because, like, Scotland... is a small country. Yeah. It's a small country for having so many languages. I also like the fact that um, the great vowel shift that happened in the English language starting in, like, the 1600s or 1700s-ish. What do you mean? Well, actually, it started in, like, the 1400s. Um, so, okay, so, like, boat, mm-hmm. boot, butt, bite. Yes. Like, all of these words, like, everybody just moved a seat down. Like, which is why, like, um, you hear, like, Scottish people will call like a boot a boot, mm-hmm. like it's much rounder. A boot. Yeah, their vowels are their vowels are very round. And you hear a boat, and they'll say it's a boot. Right. Like. Right. Yeah. All it's very almost Minnesotan. Yeah. Where the vowels are all like cute and boot. Yeah. They haven't finished that vowel know. shift yet. Like, um, they kind of exasperated down in England, and then like America like took it to tenth right. degree. They're like we're turning everything nasal. Yeah. Like I mean, do what you want. But like Scotland, like. It hasn't really settled in there yet. It's also why, like, people say uh, the root word R-O-O-F. Ruth or rough? Yeah. Like, same. some people say rough, like, roof, 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 or roof. Mm-hmm. And it's slightly different. But, like, Scotland, it's got a, like, they'd be like roof. 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 It'd be a different roof. Or even a riff. A rough. Like, who knows what the hell they say. <laughs> but, like, anyway. But, like, there was this whole thing where, like, all the vowels in English just, like, moved around. Right. And it's called the Great Vowel Ship. Like, it's fascinating. That is interesting. Um, But Scotland's kind of lagging. Right. Well, and proudly so. Right. They're like, you know what? We're good. We don't need your bullshit. Uh, Fook you guys. <laughs> shift. Fook you. Fook ye. <laughs> Ye, because like they use the ye. It's not yeah. a u. It's yeah, a ye. Y e h. Yeah, exactly. So like the e's went the o's, the o's went the u's, the u's went the o's, and the o's went the e's, and the e's went back to i's. And I don't. It's all weird. So it, interesting. It's fascinating. It's a whole Google. Anyway, it's worth it. What were we talking about? Uh, the clans. Yes. Okay. And then the last clan member that comes out is this little scrawny wee lamb. He's tiny. He's He's a tiny man. 
and also like every time they introduce somebody like their feats expand like basically like this guy killed a thousand guys this guy killed a two thousand right, this, this guy, guy killed, killed three three dragon. thousand and you're like dragons don't exist it's not a fucking thing buddy but um they all i mean obviously it's all just bullshit mm-hmm. it's just better bullshit each round right right yeah um and so they're like okay so these are the champions Right, right. And the rule is that the princess mm-hmm. gets to choose mm-hmm. her um, event. Yeah, the event that they'll come. The event in for. which all of the champions will compete. Now, I have to say, honestly, if relationships between the clans were better, mm-hmm. if they had been hanging out together, if maybe Merida had summered at a couple of different places. Right, right. She could kind of like suss out who was good at what thing. And then based on personal preference, be like, guy A is really good at X, and I'm going to choose X, because I'm kind of into guy A. Yeah, like, of all the three options, I'm going to be like, we're doing caber tossing. Why? Because Mr. Caber over there. Right, right. He's my jam. Out of these, like, three. Or, like... three eligible bachelors. Turns out this guy's uh, pretty good, but, like, he is not physical, so the competition's going to be long division. Right, right. Yeah, or, yeah... So you could kind of maybe have a so that's like her her point her token like, token power. It power is she gets to choose uh the event, but she chooses archery very enthusiastically. Right, archery, archery. I choose archery. Mm-hmm. And they're like, cool. Well, tomorrow morning we'll get out on the field and we'll do an archery contest, and winner gets winner the girl. take all. Literally, and by all we mean just, this sixteen-year-old girl, just this princess. I will say at least the princes do seem age appropriate. Yeah, they're I, not like fifty. Yeah, I mean that would have been more probably historically accurate. Yeah, but gross. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so next morning we are at the Highland Games. They're mm-hmm. like caber tossing and like stone throwing. They have all the games. But the champions only have to do the one. Right, right. It's it's a party, like mm-hmm. yeah, it's a it's like a it's like a festival. Yeah, sure. Which it should be like all these people that don't get to come together, mm-hmm. um, get to like testosterone soaked, right. feats of strength. Like yeah, that's what would happen. Right. Also, booze soaked. Oh, booze and testosterone. So much booze. Classic combination. <laughs> right. Nothing has ever gone wrong. <laughs> no, no, it's all fine. It's all fine. This is all fine. Anyway, so these guys um, are having a blast, but it comes down to the contest. So the contest is an archery contest. Merida, her dad, and her mom are up on this like dais mm-hmm. watching over everything, and the three champ or the three suitors right. are lined up below, and there's a target so, down the road. The first suitor, the big one who doesn't uh, speak English mm-hmm. very well, uh, completely misses the target. He doesn't completely. He, get, he, he gets, gets the, the very outer edge. The very outer rim. He gets the outer edge. Yeah, like as uh, far off as you could get and still consider it. And they're it like, hit. I mean, not great. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what we'll happens. What happens. Uh, the, the pretty boy uh, with the abs and the long flowing hair and the big nose uh, mm-hmm. gets inside the circle, but not in the middle of the circle, like the outer edge of the circle. He's like two which, off. Which is a pretty good shot. Yeah. Which is a pretty good shot. And throws... The biggest goddamn fit. Screams, yells, screams, yells, chucks his bow over yeah, his head. Yeah, throws his 
bow and um murder's like well that's attractive <laughs> mm-hmm. oh it's worth pointing out that like murder and her dad are sitting next to each other and like, just have a running fun commentary. of everyone They're and like, her mom is mortified and right, appalled right um what they said about the big guy was like i bet he was wishing he was tossing cabers you know like mm-hmm. or whatever yeah uh, and then it's the little guy, the wee little lamb. Right, right. And so he's having trouble even like putting his arrow into his bow yeah. and not having it go off. Like just, just in the stable bow position, he hasn't even let go yet. Yeah. And this is something like I used to work at a summer camp and I remember seeing kids that... Teaching archery. Teaching archery. And like, this is legit. Like kids would like knock their arrow, pull their bow back, and then, like, the arrow would just wander off. You're like, no, you got to have to lay it down. Right, you got you got to keep it centered. And you got to pull the string. Don't pull the arrow. If you pull the arrow, you'll, like, you'll have problems, but, like, pull the string and you're easy. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he's making a lot of beginner mistakes. Right, right. He has clearly not done a lot of archery. Right. And he's taking his time trying to figure it out, and finally Fergus is like, get on with it! Just shoot, man! And he does. And he gets a perfect, uh, a perfect, uh, bullseye. Just luck. And the reaction shot to everybody is just like, the world just is like, wait, what? Just shock. And the dad is like, well, I guess that's it. Look who's coming to dinner. You know, like. And then he looks over to talk to Merida about it. And she And Merida is replaced with like a greyhound. Yeah, it's like an Irish wolfhound. Like a like big Scottish Irish wolfhound. Wolf, Scottish wolfhound. Sure, big, big houndy dog. Yeah. In her seat. And they're like, oh. Uh, wow. And, and Merida's on the field. And she takes off her hood. Because I guess an important part of a princess is you can't see her hair. Yeah, well, this is the fashion of the day, I guess. Right. She's also in like a super tight dress that she like flexes and breaks out of. Right. So she pulls, she pulls off her hood and her hair goes crazy. Plants the flag of her clan. Right. And she's like, I'm Merida, firstborn of this clan, and I'm shooting for my own hand. And her there's like a reaction shot to her mom, and it is like all her, eyes and fury. Right. Her mom is livid. And so she shoots an arrow into the center of the first uh, shot. Not like she's walking by and just like pulls the bow, shoots Right. She doesn't even stop. Doesn't even stop walking and bullseyes this thing. Mm -hmm. Keeps walking. And then, like, cues up the next one, the next one. And uh, her mom is like, don't you dare. Don't you dare lose another arrow. And... uh, It's coming down out of the It's it's coming down from the dais. And she is like, I do what I want. And uh, shoots that last arrow. It goes right through arrow through the arrow, like the Robin Hood shot, where it like peels it in half. Um, and everybody is just like silent. Uh, so what do we do now? Like, and Merida, as soon as she lets that arrow fly, it hits. She turns around, and her mom is two inches from her face, right, and grabs her and takes her away. Uh, just yeah, yoink, gone, and. The world is just silent behind them. They're like, so what's the plan? What here? the fuck like, was we don't, that? We don't, we don't have anything in the game plan for princess goes AWOL and beats us all in did you guys a various sports. Did you see that woman that had actual independent will? Like, I don't right. know what to do with this like, situation. This is very confusing and I don't understand. Yeah. So Merida's mom hauls Merida bodily back to the room and lights her up. It's like, listen. 
You embarrassed all of our guests. You embarrassed them. You embarrassed me. Like you embarrassed your dad. Uh, turns out you're like we're gonna have declarations of war by the morning because like you fucked this shit up so bad. Right, right. You like this is not okay. This is not about you. This is not about just like you and what you want. And she's like, yeah, big surprise. This isn't about me. This has never been about me. You've never cared about what I want. And she's like, yeah, this is the 1400s. Like, I'm just trying to keep you alive. you are a 16-year-old woman. Like, you have never had worms. You live a blessed life. Yes. So, like, yes, you have a lot of responsibilities. And yes, you're going to have to marry and sire children with someone you don't like. But also, if you don't, literally thousands of people could die. Right. So, like... So get over yourself. We all have to make these bad decisions. I mean, not all Uh, of us, but I did. Lord knows I had to make them. (laughs) And so Meredith's like, well, I don't want to be like you. And she's like, well, tough nuggets, sweet buttercup. Like, We don't have a lot of choices here. So they... Words are said. Meredith calls her mom a beast. Her mom takes that very personally and throws Meredith's bow into the fireplace. Right. Also, Meredith is like... Wildly gesticulating with a sword. Right. And cuts a tapestry in half. Which probably represented like two years worth of labor for Right, right. It's a tapestry of that has like her mother and her holding hands and like her father or whatever. It's like a whole like family portrait. Right. And so like, oh boy, damage is done. Words are said. It is rough. Right, right. Uh, Mira's mom throws her bow into a fu- into the fire and was like, I should have done this a long time ago. Like, yeah, nope, I'm out. Mm-hmm. And then Meredith's like, or Meredith's mom's like, listen, I got to go patch up whatever bedlam is happening downstairs because of what you did. You sit here and you think about this. And Meredith's like, deuces. Fuck that. I'm not thinking about anything. I'm, I'm leaving out. forever. And she runs away um, to leave Meredith to go downstairs. Or Eleanor. Technically steals a horse. Technically. I mean, it's her horse. I mean, it is, but once you're like, I don't want any part of your plan anymore, like... Mm -hmm. So Meredith takes off. She ends up in the middle of this, like, circle of standing stones Mm -hmm. and freaking out a little bit, and she sees... A wisp! She's like, oh. She's like, oh, let's follow the wisps. And so... Last time they led me to a bear that ate my father's leg. Couldn't be worse. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they'll be fine this time. But this time it leaves her to a cottage. To a cottage. And she opens the door and walks in, because that's what you do. Mm-hmm. And, and it's she... just like an old lady and a bunch of bear carvings. A lot of bear carvings. A lot of bear carvings. The old lady's doing her best to convince Merida that she's just a wood carver. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's weird things, like a broom that keeps sweeping and a talking crow. And, like... And she's like, I feel like maybe you're a witch. No, I just woodcarver. She's like, I mean, I just am a simple woodcarver, like really obsessed with bears. Mm-hmm. Unhealthily so. Unhealthily so. I mean, as long as it doesn't get in the way of your like normal life, it's probably okay. But I feel like maybe this goes across that line. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but she's like, I know your magic. Here's the deal. I'll buy everything in this goddamn shop. For this one token. For this one token. And she has around her neck a token uh, which I guess was from Mordu. Yeah, her dad took it during the battle. Her dad took it during the battle, and it has like a bear, uh, carving in silver on it. And she was like, "Where did you get that?" And she's like, "Never you mind that. I have my sources." Uh, and she's like, "Okay, I'll do it. Uh, I'll, you can buy everything in the shop for that." And she's like, 
everything in the shop plus one spell. It's like, Ooh. She's like, I mean... I've been out of the spell game for a long time. Two right. doesn't satisfy customers. Right. What do you What do you want? And she's like, I want a spell that will change my mom. That will change my fate. Uh, and the witch is like, can you be more specific? Like, I honestly have had a lot of really pissed off people. Uh, and so I need to know what you want so that I can give you what you want. If you're just like... I want a spell that will change my mom. I'm just going to do the same damn turn everybody into a bear spell that I've been running the last 400 years. Because uh, so, I have a real hard on for bears. I mean, I kind of feel like that was figurative, but also possibly <laughs> literal. I'm not judging. But yeah, so Merida refuses to elaborate. And she's like, all right, fine, let's she's do like, this. She's like, fine, you're getting the one spell I know. So they go out of the cabin. And then back into the cabin, and the cabin is now just like a witch's hovel. Yeah, now yeah, now it's like a real garden Big, witch vibe. Black Carl's run in the middle. Right, like drying herbs from the ceiling. Yeah, you know. It's a great look. Yeah. And so the witch proceeds to make up a little potion. At one point, like she stirs it and it like eats her spoon. At one point She's like, it's almost ready. They're we reading wearing welding helmets that the witch flips down over herself and her little crow friend, and then like just has to reach over and cover Merida's eyes as like this huge white flash happens. It's I mean, it's some good comedy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And eventually she like pours this like goo into a plate and it turns into <clears throat> a cake. Yeah. And it was like a cake. And they're like, Yep. Feed this to whoever you want uh, to work the spell, and it'll work. Mm -hmm. And she's like, okay, thanks. And she's like, so if I feed this to my mom, it'll change my mom? And she's like, totally. Yep, no problems. No oh, problems. there was something I needed to tell you, but I don't remember what it was. And as Meredith turns around, everything's disappeared. Mm -hmm. She's just alone in the circles of Standing Stones. With a cake. With a cake. She's like, well, I guess I go home. So, I got this cake now. Back to the castle. And she walks into the uh, kitchen and manages to, like, kind of plate that cake with a couple of little sprigs of something and make it look okay. And her mom comes down and it's Caesar. And she's like, oh, there you are. Good. Okay. I may have been a little harsh. I may have been a little mean, but, like, also... But also, you do need to marry one of these dudes or we will, like, descend into war and chaos. Mm -hmm. So now that you're home, that's that. And so, like, Merida's like, all right, well, I made you a peace offering. Here's a cake. Can you have a bite of this And while we talk? And Mom's like, mm, sure, I guess. So she has a bite. And she's right, like. And on the first bite, it's, like, revolting. And she's like, ugh, what did you put in this cake? <laughs> yeah. And um, so they talk. And Merida's like, all right, well, maybe, maybe we're doing okay. By the way, do you feel any different? Is everything okay? You right. Know? Do you feel the same way about me getting married? And the mom is like, oh, I feel terrible. Don't talk to me. Mm -hmm. And so Merida ends up having to take her mom up to her room. But they have to go through the great hall where all the clans are assembled. Mm -hmm. And Fergus is entertaining them by telling them a song about his battle with Mordu. 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 Right. It's great and terrible right it's a it's a classic drinking song yep and it's i mean it probably is kind of that epic poem where like it grows and like there's extra verses added and i gotta just... say i'm very 
uh, nostalgic for a time I didn't live in for, like, the whole idea of, like, a bar would burst in a song altogether. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> that's still Scotland. <laughs> yes, I'm, he- I'm here for that. Like, yeah. I'm here for, like, people get drunk and just fucking sing. Why I- not? I sing not drunk, but it's not... <laughs> It's not met nearly with. I mean, I don't. I don't know that you do, but sure. Yeah, but uh, mom's got Meredith's trying to get mom up through this like scrum of clansmen. Mm-hmm. Wait, that's the wrong word. But guys from the clans. Yeah, people. And they intercept her and are like, "Hey, what the fuck?" Right? Have you made a decision about who the princess is going to marry? And she's like, "I'm going to throw up on your shoes right now." So like. Can you please let me throw up and then we'll deal with this, I promise. Like maybe the warning, maybe not the warning. We'll see right. how I, I feel. I, I don't feel good. Yeah, I don't feel well, so I'm gonna get up and Meredith's like, I'm gonna get the princess up or the queen up to her house her lodgings and we'll right. deal with this in the morning. Just, you know, be chill. Be civil. It'll be fine. And so Meredith gets mom up to her room. Mm-hmm. And mom is feeling worse and worse. And Meredith is just pumping her for like, hey, do you feel different? Do you feel right, like right. you're changing you, your do mind? Do you feel like I should still get married? And she's like, shut the fuck up, Merida. Like, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to like wretch. Like, this isn't about you. This right, is about feel, me. For I feel like, like I swallowed fucking... 300 knives. So like, let's just chill. But mom ends up laying down on the bed, then falling off the bed. And when she stands up. She's a bear. A giant just a giant brown bear. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of bear. I was like, Mom, you're a bear. Well, no, she Meredith legit freaks out for mm-hmm. a minute and like kind of freaks out. And then Mom sees Meredith freaking out, is trying to figure out what's going on and it freaks out herself because like her daughter isn't like screaming like she's in mortal peril. And she's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, something's up. Right. Looks around for the mortal peril. This Meredith doesn't, she does not scare easy. So something's up. Mm-hmm. So... Then realizes that she is, in fact, the thing that Merida is screaming about. And the Merida realizes that her mom is the thing she's screaming about. And, like, there's this whole awkward scene of, like, I'm a bear. You're a bear. What the fuck just happened? What was in that cake? What was in that cake? And my um, my favorite quote from this is that that, um, that shifty, or no, what is it? Um, that, get, give me a shifty wish, give me a. Gammy spell. Gammy spell. And her mom's like, wait, what did you say? And she's like, oh, fuck. (laughs) So we accidentally confessed, like, "Ah, I I tried to spell you. (laughs) I tried to spell you. And it went And it was, you know, your mileage may vary. Yeah. And so. She's like, okay, we have to get you out of here. Because dad is the proclaimed killer of random bears. So, so, like, what's our plan? What's our plan? We ha- we have to get you out of here before anybody sees because they'll kill you. Immediately cut to the downstairs great hall where her dad like stops everybody and sniffs and is like, "I smell a bear." There's a bear here, and they go on a hunt through the castle for a bear. Right, and some of them are like, "Not again." Really? So this is a thing that Fergus does. Apparently. He just right. goes he off just, on... He just smells the air occasionally. And thinks like, a bear. we need to go look for a bear. Like, this is some real uh, PTSD. Oh, definitely. Like, well, I mean, the man lost the leg to a bear. I can kind of... I'm, I'm not saying it's not warranted. I'm just no. saying, like... Like, but everybody, I mean, just kind of yes-ands him because... 
he's, he's the, king. the king and it's, and it's a pretty harmless like let's search the castle for bears yeah and i mean like it'll make him sleep if, better tonight. if you drank up all the wine like what else do you have to do i mean you can watch fergus like sneak around the castle it'd be a good show yeah yeah i mean like and then you'll go back to the great hall and like sing a song it'll be fine about how you vanquished the bear yes that you didn't find right right so magical he scared it off so Merida and Mom are sneaking through the castle, and they get separated, and Mom goes into the trophy room, where there's all these, like, heads of all these- A bazillion dead bears. And finds the triplets making, like, some sort of weird, like, turducken thing out of all the, like, dead heads. Mm-hmm. And just, like, gives a rumph. And when Merida finds her, she's got the boys putting the room back in order- and the boys are as a bear. As a bear, and the boys are completely nonplussed by the whole situation. Right. She's. They're just like, "Yep, so mom's a bear. We Whatever. still don't want to cross she, her. Yeah, Possibly a little more now. Right. Right. She's still not someone you want to want to shit around with. So yeah, good for all this, I guess. Right. And Myrna's like, "We have to get out of here. Like this is not the time. So boys, can you distract?" the hunting party so I can get mom safely out of the, the castle. And they're like, mm, maybe what's in it for us. And she's like, I'll give you two weeks of desserts. And they're like, no, nah. no, they also don't speak like three weeks. Yeah. Still. No. no. Find a year. And they're like, okay, not of agreement. And so the boys basically have like a Turkey on a stick that they use to like, do a shadow puppet of a bear around corners to get all the right, guys. To, to have the hunting party chase them in the wrong direction. And then Merida and her mom can sneak out. Yeah. Also, they have like an amazing understanding of all the secret passages in the castle. I mean, they grew up in this castle. All they do is just like duck Claws in and out him. of the walls. Yeah. You know? So they're able to really get these guys loose. Merida and her mom are sneaking through the castle the other way. The boys end up leading the guys up onto the roof and locking them out on the roof of a tower mm-hmm. while Merida and her mom are able to sneak away out right. the kitchen. And Merida was like, thanks so much, boys. You can have anything you want in the kitchen for as a reward. And of course. And in the kitchen is still that cake that she brought her mother. Mm-hmm. So instead of being like, oh, that, except for that one blackberry cake, don't have that blackberry cake, but everything else is fine. But also if you told these boys that, they would definitely eat the blackberry cake. Oh, so totally. like There was no way out. I don't, yeah, I don't know that. Unless you took the cake with you. Yes. That's the smartest option. Is the to smartest take, play here. Is to take the cake, is to swing by the kitchen and take the cake with you. So, um, Merida takes her mom, who is walking on two legs like a human person. Right, and she's a crown on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mom is also freaked out that she, uh, she when she became a bear, she ripped her dress, and she's, like, covering up her body. And Merida's like, you're a bear. You have fur. You're not naked. <laughs> like, it's fine. Like, we'll worry about that later. Um, but they get to the standing stones, and Merida's like, oh, I know this place. I think the witch's cottage is this way. So they head to the where the witch's cottage should be. And Merida, turns out, mm-hmm. good pathfinder, able to find the ha- cottage. And they go in. And it's abandoned. It's completely abandoned. There's just a cottage. And they trip a wire on the way in, which causes the cauldron to like basically be like, Hi, welcome to my cottage. I'm out of town for a while. I won't be back for like six months. If... This is about bear carvings. Pour vile one into the cauldron. If this is about 
Um, something else for Vile 2. If this is about that redheaded lass that had that spell a couple of days ago, pour Vile 3 in. And so the bear is like, that's, I guess that's me. Mm-hmm. And pours the violin. And it's like, oh, I forgot to tell ya. So if it goes two days, two sunrises. Two sunrises, the spell will be permanent. The spell will be permanent. So make sure like that doesn't happen to whoever you gave this spell to. Right. If you don't want that to happen. If you don't want that to happen, make sure you don't do that. So uh, before you can do that, though, if you want to re- like reverse the spell, here's what you got to do. You got to, you know, remember this part. And it's a poem about like. Yes, you have to uh, mend the bond. Torn by pride. pride. And something else and something else. Something look inside. Something look inside. Yeah. And so basically Meredith's like, fuck. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah. And um, starts pouring random vials into the thing and ends up exploding the cottage and ending up back in the middle of a clearing in the woods. Right. And they're like, well, that didn't really tell us a lot. Right. So. Um. They end up kind of camping out that night mm-hmm. and hanging out in the woods. Ma- Merida builds a little basic shelter to help the two of them do that. And then the next morning it's breakfast. Right. And they're like, well, we got to get breakfast and then we'll figure out what to do. So uh, Merida's mom, the mm-hmm. bear, shows up with a bunch of berries and some like. And some water. And she like sets a pretty table. Yeah. Trying to do her best. And Merida's like, looking at the berries, she's like. Did you get these berries down by the spring? Mm-hmm. These are nightshade berries. berries. They're poisonous. <laughs> and so, like, mom does a spit take and is, like, drinking the water real quick, trying to rinse her mouth out. She's like, where'd you get this water? It's got worms in it. And she spit takes again. And she's like, you're not very good at this. Like. Right. You're not very good at being out in nature. And she's like, yeah, I'm not. So let me, let me do breakfast. So Merida goes to the shore and shoots an arrow through a fish mm-hmm. brings Cook, it back and cooks, ro- it, on the cooks fire. it on her fire and her mom like kind of like daintily pretends to eat it and then just like goes like like just wolves, face down wolves in away it. at it and she's yeah. like two more please just holds she up two holds fingers up two little paw fingers and so Merida shoots two more roasts them and then her mom's like three and she's like nope no 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 yeah go go get your own so she just points to the river and so they have a whole well there's music playing over this scottish mm-hmm. singing and so Merida has to teach her mom how to catch fish like a bear. And her mom's pretty good at it. Catches a lot of fish. Yeah. Gets a good amount of calories. And they have like hijinks and splash each other and knock each other into the water and laugh and have actually what looks to be a pretty good time considering one of them's a fucking bear. Yes. And yes. maybe they should be focused on other things. Right. I mean, also breakfast. You can't. You Most can't, important meal of the day. I get know, it. I get solve it. Solve any of that on an empty stomach. Right. Um. So at the end of catching the fish, the Meredith's mom, the bear, just kind of wanders off. And she's like, Mom, where are you going? Uh, and she follows the bear to the woods um, where the bear turns around and, like, doesn't remember her. Like, the eyes have gone. She, the bear has the mom's eyes. Yeah, they're like white eyes with they're blue centers. wide eyes. They have, like, like hazel. Yeah, hazel human centers, centers. But, like, they're human they're human eyes, and they have turned to just like black, beady, uh, bear eyes. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "You didn't remember me, like you, you went to a bear. You were like a bear, like on the inside." 
and uh, she kind of like snaps her mom out of it, and she was like, "Oh, we got we got to fix this fix this spell." Right. And as they're there, wisps appear. Mm-hmm. And we'll follow the wisps. Mom tries to attack the wisps, but then they she's like, "Just just we just follow them. That's all we got to do." And the wisps take them up to this like foggy, creepy place. Right. With it's like abandoned uh, ruins. Yeah. Of a lost civilization. And she's like, well, whoever these people were, they haven't been here for a real long time. Mm-hmm. Something's up. And, like, also, this doesn't seem to be too far from the castle. So, like, how do they not know about this? I don't know. It just seems... I don't know. You just don't, don't travel through the woods, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, Meredith's been all over the place. I figured, like, she would have found this place. Mm-hmm. Um, but as they're going through, they start finding clues and flashes of history. And they're like, oh... This is the castle of that one king that you used to tell me about. Like, the stories are true. Right, right. That old, uh, the the tale of the last kingdom. Mm-hmm. So, like... Merida falls through the ruins into, like, a throne room. Yeah, like, a, a, their own great hall, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, there's all these, like, cut reliefs of everything. And she starts posting, pasting together, like... Oh, here's the here's the three princes and the, and the one prince. Like, this... This this is the legend of the Lost Kingdom. Uh, like, those legends are true. And her mom's like, murr, murr, but is basically bare for like, fuck yeah, you should listen to me. And also, by the way, can you get up here? Because I don't, also I got a careful. bad feeling about this. <laughs> and so Merida finally kind of comes around and realizes she's in a bear den. Mm-hmm. Like, not only is this the castle... But there's like skeletons and bones. There's so many bones. Look at the bones. And that's when she realizes Mordu is in the castle. Yes. Because maybe. This is Mordu's lair. Because when the queen, or when the witch talked about like maybe doing this for somebody else a long time ago. Yeah, she's like, last time I did this, it was for a prince. He's very handsome. And uh, so here it is. Like Mordu is connected to that story. Maybe Mordu's the prince. But anyway, Mordu's there, and Merida's gotta go. Right, and her mom saves her. Yeah, like there's this whole like slow mo prowess. Was a whole slow mo jump scene where mom's got to snag her out of the air and pull her to safety and run off and like. Right, I don't think bears can even do that. I mean, I don't think humans can do it. So no, no, but they um, but they escape just in time. Um. And, of course, they're looking at each other like, so we got to fix the tapestry. Right. Well, uh, so at, at some point, Merida figures out that uh, Terry, like, mending the bond torn by pride is the tapestry. Right. And that we have to stitch it up. So they head back towards the castle to stitch it up. Back towards the castle. We cut to the interior shot of the castle. We're in the throne room. Right, where it has just descended into... Miniature war. Ah, yeah, like little baby war. So each of the clans has like a corner of the castle. Right, where they've... Room. they've flipped, it's a big round room, so they're like... They've flipped their dining tables, all of them. They've got barricades. Right, to be barricades, so they're all behind the dining tables. And so they walk... Merida and her mom are like outside the main door looking in, and they're like... They're like, oh, that's a shit show. We're not going through that. But Merida's, but they got to get through that because the tapestry's upstairs, and the only way upstairs is through the great room. So they're like, "How do we solve this?" And Merida's 
like, well, if I was you, I could do it. She's like, and, Mary, and the mom's like, no, like points and like, you got to do this. You get out there and, and make these guys knock it off. Mm -hmm. So Merida just sucks it up, draws herself to her full height. Right. And, and walks straight through the middle of like people throwing flaming swords at each other, barricaded behind dining room tables. Yeah. And so she stands up in the middle and she's like, you know, hey, my mother, I've been talking to my mother. We have a plan. We're going to figure this out. Mm -hmm. And the guys, you know, get a little unruly again, start kind of starting to bubble over. And she just goes, shut it. And they all do. They all do shut it. And her mom is sneaking around the outside edge mm -hmm. as a bear. As a bear. Nobody notices this, but like there's legit a bear sneaking around the outside edge. I don't know how nobody war. notices it because they're all set up in like a triangle. It's right. not like there was one point where like all of them had a blind spot. Yeah. like So at least all of her clan would have seen this bear moving. Right. It makes sense. But maybe bears move a lot in this castle. Mm, Who knows? I hope not. Who knows? But um, Meredith gets everybody's attention. Maybe they're all real fucked up. That's also true. They're real drunk, and so they're like, oh, shit. A couple concussions floating around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe. So Merida lays out what's happening. She's like, listen, we're, I've been talking to the mom, to my mom, the queen, and we're working on a plan, but it seems like we've got a rough shot plan, and as the guys are listening, mom's in the background, and she starts, like, doing She's hand like, gestures. She's, miming, yeah. And Merida's like, we think that kids should be free to follow their hearts and choose their own paths. Right, we have decided to break with tradition and let young people choose for themselves who to love. Yes. And uh, the clan uh, like leaders are like, that sounds... And their kids interrupt them like, amazing! That Fantastic! Amazing. Yeah, let's go with that let's plan. That. That's a great plan. I don't want to marry this girl either. She seems like a lot of trouble. Right. Like, and it was like, but she's the princess. And it was like, she wasn't my choice. You decided that she was a good idea. Like. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they were like, that's a grand idea. Let us have a chance in choosing our own fates. Yeah. And so she's like, we don't know exactly what that means yet. We'll figure it out. But like everybody avoid killing each other. And to celebrate this new tradition, how about you go downstairs and help ourselves to a cask of my dad's best wine. Right. Right. Break open the kids, the king's private reserve to celebrate. Yeah. And her dad's like, okay. And everybody like immediately is down towards the cellar and leaving this room because, you know, right. cellar. Uh, yeah. And Free he does, drinks. I will walk. He does go to the servant and is like, uh, get the tiny glasses. The tiny, tiny ones. <laughs> right. So there's a lot of people to serve. Yeah. So mom and Merida get back up to the room. Merida's like, that was really, are you mean it? Like, we're going to mm -hmm. choose our own fates. Okay, well, like, we'll talk about that later, but let's, like, get the tapestry. Right, let's get you unbared. Yeah, and so they find the tapestry, and they're sewing it together. Well, she's like, a needle and thread, needle and thread, needle and thread, where is it? Yeah. And the, the mom, like, gestures to this, whatever. Like, the mom is the one looking for needle and thread. Like, Myrda has never looked for needle and thread in this castle that she has lived in her whole life. That's not her jam. That's not her jam. Right. She's like, I don't know where it is. I don't even know what needle and thread is. I've never seen it before. So, um... While they're searching, Fergus comes back upstairs, and he's um, a little bit altered, I'll right, say. Right, right, right. He's singing and a little... And was like, great job, everybody. And he sees his daughter and a bear. Well, he and comes in like, to check on his wife. Oh, shit. 
He's got a, he's got some downtime, so he's going to check on his wife. So I'll give him like half a point there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he opens the door and the room is wrecked because the earlier transformation just wrecked the room. And there's his daughter in a room with a bear and he loses his shit. Absolutely. Absolutely. He loses his shit. It's Mer- fine. Yeah. Meredith's like, no, no, it's your wife. It's my mom. Like, don't kill her. And he's like, bullshit. It's a bear. Right. I you, got a sword. You eat some crazy mushrooms in the, in the woods and you're like being ludicrous now. So, like, Which, you know, like in his defense, he, do- he doesn't believe in magic, right? So, like, that's just a fucking bear, right? That's just a fucking bear, and your your daughter did eat some weird mushrooms, right? That's the most logical thing. So, right, he or has tried- worms from when she drank from a, from a waterfall. <laughs> so, like, there there's a little scuffle, but mom manages to escape. Uh, Merida kind of holds dad back mm-hmm. while she does so. And then dad's like, listen, you're not thinking right. So I'm going to lock you in this room right, and I'm going to go kill that fucking bear. Mm-hmm. And so he's in high pursuit, manages to get all the clans after him running after this bear. Does drop the key to the room off with the servant, which mm-hmm. I thought was smart, smart. I mean, he's probably, you know, he lost a leg last time he went after a bear. Right. Who knows? Who knows if he'll come back all the way. So let's not, you know, like have to like follow this bear and track it and pull this key out of the bear poop right like um let's let's just have the servant hold the key and if i don't come back eh, just let her out it'll be fine right but, after 24 hours like just, she can go she can go but um but he's running through chasing with all the other clans and they're pursuing this bear and as Meredith's like lamenting at the doorway trying to convince the servant to give her the key the boys show up the boys who are all bears. Yep. Little baby bears. They're super dwarves. They've been living in this castle for like two days. As bears. As bears. Nobody, Nobody knows. Fergus couldn't smell them. Nope. Maybe baby bears are like baby humans. They smell different. Where they, where they smell good. Oh my gosh. And and amazing. And then you're like, oh, you smell like a wet dog. Like, because toddlers smell like wet dogs. But oh. like new babies. I've got Jew dryers in the house right now, let me tell you. <laughs> The but smell yeah. has not improved. But but new babies do smell like fresh and amazing. Right. So Meredith's like, listen, Perhaps. guys, if you want me to be able to give you desserts, you need to get me the fuck out of this room. Get that key. Right. And the servant just like freaks out and runs. And the, so there's a pursuit outside of the um the uh, the guys hunting Mama Bear. Right. Right. So the the whole clansmen are hunting mama bear and then the, there's like a slapstick pursuit of the of the, the maid maudie maudie uh from the things and the by the boys and the boys do get the key set merida free and so we see merida on horseback stitching up a tapestry with the three boys like hanging on to her pursuing this like hunting party right this mob right and so the mob does manage to catch up with mom Tire down. Mm-hmm. Ready to, like... Fergus has a sword drawn and is ready to cut her head off. Mm-hmm. And then... Murda swoops right in. Right. And deflects the sword. Right. And is like, no, I will not have you hurting my mother. She's like, you're obviously demented. And so Merida has to defend her mom in a sword fight against her dad. Mm-hmm. And... Holds her own. Holds her own. Holds her own. She has been studying. And you can tell her dad's, like, really confused. Like, because he's like, I don't, like, want to hurt you. Right. But also, like, well done. And also, 
what the fuck is going on? Right, like, right. Do you have a tumor? Like, yeah. I'm so confused. And she manages to finally say, listen, this is your wife. This is Eleanor. She's your, she's my mom. Like, don't hurt her. And kind of knocks her dad backwards. At which point, like, the boys run up on top of him. He's like, what? Boys? Not now. Boy? Boys? And the boys are bears. And she's like, see? Nobody yeah. listens to me. Nobody listens to me. Mom, boys, bears, we got to fix this, but like cutting her head off isn't the plan. And as she's explaining this, the sun starts to rise. No, no, Mordu, Mordu, Mordu shows up. Mordu shows up, and now it's a battle. Because why not? So mom ends up breaking free of all of her ropes and bonds, and but only to defend her daughter right. from Mordu. Right, exactly. And so the guys kind of fight a little bit. They end up having to run. And so mom versus Mordu is like this epic bear battle. Mm-hmm. And she ends up smashing him into like one of the standing stones. Right. And then the standing stone smashes on him. Yeah. She gets thrown away. And as he's walking towards her, like menacingly, the standing stone just falls on him and smashes him. Right. And he's dead. And like this little like wisp appears and turns into, well, this little like ghost, force ghost. Force ghost. It's a very, like, blue sparkly force ghost, yeah. Appears up top, and it's, like, the good-looking prince. He kind of nods, turns into a wisp, and disappears, and everyone's like, the fuck? Right. It's done. We're good. Right. So, Meredith then wraps her mom into this, like, giant tapestry, and now the sun is starting to peek over the horizon. Mm-hmm. And is like, Mom, Mom, I, I did it. I, I fixed it. I'm so sorry. I was such an asshole like right like i fixed it everything should be good and her mom's still a bear yeah she's like oh no i must have screwed something up like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry and she's like having a whole crisis of face like crying into this bear who is becoming increasingly wild yeah just killed another bear like legit right she's intimidating and she uh she's like lost all hope and then all of a sudden, like, this hand comes out of the tapestry and, like, pats her hair. Mm-hmm. And then Merida realizes her mom is human again. Her mom is human again. Because it's just the magic delay. Right, right. Magic is always on a delay for drama. Yeah. See also Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, magic likes the drama. See also Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs when she, like, you know, get the kiss. Right. And then, like, you gotta pull back and then she wakes up. Like, right. Magic is like, am I the drama? Right in the Blast Dragon... There's like 10 minutes of everybody yeah, being I dead. I don't think I'm the drama. Yeah, like, magic ma- is the drama. Magic is the drama. But um, she's back and Fergus is just like, okay, yeah, I guess magic's all, a thing. All this seems fine. Runs up and hugs them both and is like, what is even happening? And by the way, mom is super embarrassed because she's just basically she's wearing like, a tablet. I'm naked. I'm wearing a blanket. So like... Don't be overexcited with the hugging and the, like, picking up. Like, mm-hmm. it's... Uh, yeah, it's a little awkward. A little awkward. I'm naked as a wee baby. And then the boys run up and they're like, speaking of naked babies, because they're all just buck naked. Right, right. But they don't care because they're like... Because they're babies. Too. Like, they're fine. And then we cut back to um, a scene where all the clans are leaving. Right. I don't know how many days later it is. I have no idea. I think it's, like, next morning. It's unclear. I think it's that day because they were just like, fuck this shit. Yeah, I'm back and like, Deuces. do you want to be with that queen, that princess? Now nah, I'm good. Okay, why don't we go back? We'll form some sort of unholy alliance with the other three clans and we will just kill these fuckers. 
Okay, so I pretend none of this ever happened. In the um the scene, one of the princes, I don't remember which one, is like really macking on it's uh on the 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 servant girl? No, one of them is macking on the servant girl. One of them is macking on her. Yeah. On Merida. I think it's the I think it's hair guy is macking yeah. on her mm-hmm. because the um the little wee lamb guy mm-hmm. was standing behind like this giant hulk of a man. The giant hulk of a man is macking on the servant girl. Right. And so like it's all, you know, voiceover of like, yeah, so the clans decide to go probably wise and we'll figure things out and we changed everything and i figured out i can be in control of my fate and also not like be a complete asshole i guess right and like maybe not marry any of these douchebags but like also probably who knows and at the last kind of moment is you know they're waving on the docks at all the boats sailing off and it zooms in on one of the masts of the ships, and the three boys are just, like, sailing off to sea. They're like, bye! And Ferg is like, fuck. And he's, like, on a rowboat, chasing them down, like, gotta go get my boys. Right, right, because they're the worst. They're the worst. And then that's the end of the scene. And that's the end. And what did we learn? Uh, Patriarchy. Patriarchy. It's been here for a long time. Probably not going away. Probably not going away. So... Thanks, Sorry, thanks for that uh, shining, shining happy truth. Yeah, Yikes. I guess. Um, People will deny the evidence of their own eyes, i.e. your mom is a bear. Um, <laughs> until, if it doesn't like, line up with their worldview. Until everything is completely abolished and like there's no other options. like Or I mean, until you know. they can like, they're like, oh, we're all back to normal? Cool. I, cool, cool, cool. I believe that a lot. Um, it's okay to be a little different. It's okay to be a little different. If you're really good at it. Yes. (laughs) I guess. You have to be very successful at being different. Yeah, I guess that's the thing. Um. Oh. Don't just pick berries from the forest and expect to eat them and not die. Yeah, don't trust witches. Always a good rule. Yeah, now, be very specific yes. about what you want Truth. from your magic. Truth. I mean... Don't I, just be like, I want a spell to change my mom. Yeah. They're too vague. Too vague. Words mean things, Mirtha. Use the right words. Yeah, what was the, uh, the live-action Aladdin where he's like, I want... Like I want a prince. I want you to make me a prince. I want you to make me a prince. Because like I could make you a prince and there's a prince over there and he's like, Hello Aladdin and he's like Or I can make you a prince. Like you gotta be specific here. Like Right, right. I want careful. I want you to turn me into a prince. That's a different request. It's different than I want you to create so, yeah. a prince from nothing for me. Specific as possible. Leave right. no ambiguity. But you're still gonna, wishes never work out. They never work out, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Um. So what did we learn from this movie? Anything else? I don't know. I mean, uh, red hair, like curly hair, is really hard to animate, but it like is, can it be done well. It is hard to animate and can be done well. Uh, just it takes a lot of uh people and talent and superpower. Also, weirdly, mm-hmm. one of the things um the the algorithm that they use to curl hair. Uh, turns out to be very useful in defining how very long pipelines curl whenever yeah. they're in the sun. 
because it's kind of the same physics at the root. I mean, it's mm. a different mechanic. Yeah, it all, different... it all curls from, like, it has, like, an axis. Yeah. And then, like, certain radiuses and forces, and they're like, if we can figure that out, we can make better cradles and maybe have a few less pipelines break. And then they found out that was really expensive and fucked it. All right, so, like, never mind. Turns out we're just going to do what we did and eh, lose a few gallons. Mm-hmm. It's cheaper this way. So, anyway, on that positively awesome note of impending ecological catastrophe... Please parent responsibly. Please parent responsibly.